Welcome to Visionary Jewels Podcast. This is a podcast where I invite women to journey with me through healing, self-discovery, purpose, and passion. I help women as they journey into their authentic selves, customizing the jewels that set our crowns. Add your share of heartache, you're not the one to blame, but if you face the I'm your host, Shalitha Harmon, a human resources specialist, a diversity, equity, and inclusion enthusiast, a third-year doctoral student in leadership studies, and a mindset coach. If you took the time to press play and come along with me on this journey, I welcome and thank you. This healing work is for me as much as it is for you. Understanding nothing can be achieved without community, and for that, I thank you for your fellowship. Now let's get into it. On today's episode, I'm going to give it to y'all straight, no chaser. We're going to dive into the topic of identity as it's defined by normative societal patriarchal gender norms. I'm going to revisit an oldie but goodie quote from the author Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I'm expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. Now, marriage can be a source of joy and love and mutual support. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys to do the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. We teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boys are. Feminist, the person who believes in the societal, political, and economic equality of the sexes. This quote brings many things to mind that I want to discuss today. The main thesis being that I feel women inherently come into their womanhood lost because our views and our worth are tied to societal and patriarchal norms from the very start. The identity of yourself is severed before it can even begin to mature into its authenticity. Our value is determined by whether we attain the roles the patriarchal society would like us to accept. I often wonder how quickly I would return home to myself had these roles never existed. I'm talking about Are you the woman who was taught how to be the right woman for a man? The perfect and demure woman to become a wife, to be present and nurturing, primed for motherhood? It's as though we were not made to dream that we could become anything else. This thinking is the very thinking that conditions women to operate in an area of lack. We make ourselves small to fit into these roles that inherently limit our power. When your identity is tied to societal roles, we as women often don't dare to dream of anything else. Think about it. I can't even tell you the number of women I've met that have said they have had their age timed for when they wish to be wives and then mothers. I'm not attacking you, sis. Sis was me. Let me give you 14-year-old Shalitha's life plan. Age 25, marriage. Age 26, 
kids, at least two or three, and a whole vision board of my wedding to be. 14-year-old me had this plan, y'all. Talk about social conditioning, primed and ready to succeed at the patriarchy. I shaped my whole identity in achieving these societal roles. In everything I did, I strove to make this my reality without ever stopping to ask myself, was there more to life than attaining this? Was that what I perceived as achievement? And why isn't there anything on this list beyond what I could be for a man? What I'm observing in us as women and as a society is that the feminine normative roles we obtain, though magnificent, become our only identity. In turn, we as women take it on as the only chapter of our stories. We put a period behind wife and mother. Don't worry, sis. This is by patriarchal design. It's meant for women to always be reminded of their place. It's limiting because we know our qualities of women do not end at these chapters in our lives. They extend far beyond that. Can I get vulnerable and dive into some deep waters with y'all? When it comes to unlearning the toxic identities that stifled my authentic self, I had to do some healing and forgiving of the woman I was. In my attainment of societal normative gender roles, I found myself in two long-term relationships for 15 about 16 years of my life. One was five years and the other 10 years. In each, my identity was tied to performatively being whoever I needed to be to become their wife. Well, we can see the end to both those chapters was that I did not fulfill the role of wife. There's a lot to each of these stories in my healing. The shape-shifting, the unhappiness, the self-sacrifice of authentic self, the self-sacrifice of my dreams and my hopes in order to fulfill these societal norms. Halfway through the second relationship, I silently became fed up with striving for a role I, was, I wasn't ready for and started to make plans for me. I dared to dream and envision a life for myself that was all mine. I radically chose myself and have arrived at this moment today because I was able to believe I was capable of anything I wanted to achieve. This conditioning goes beyond the personal relationships. It can be found regenerating within our communities and throughout generations. Its presence in how we raise our children perpetuates the cycle. We have relaxed a bit and allowed for some ambitions. It's not the 1950s or earlier, but these norms are deeply ingrained in our societies and penetrate our households. Just this past weekend, I celebrated my father's 60th birthday. Wow, what a time. If you're invited and missed it, that's on you. The vibe and love cannot be duplicated. It was amazing. I had the chance to be with my friends, family, and family friends, all of which are truly inspiring and magnificent people. Y'all, my Mom, my only living grandmother, the Grand Dame, came through. She was all the way live. It was beautiful just to spend candid moments with her. It had been seven years since I had last seen her. She's never met my last boyfriend of 10 years or any boyfriends of that matter, though she was aware of them all. For the first time, I was going to be introducing her to a man I am dating now. She has heard of him since we began dating. She couldn't wait to meet him, as with everyone else who hasn't already met him. How did the party turn into who I was dating? Projecting much? We have just hit a year of dating, and I deeply love what I'm experiencing right now. 
I think what I love the most is how present and completely myself I am in this relationship and him as well. Back to the party and discussing societal norms. You know, that norm that says when a woman is dating someone and it seems serious or long term, we must inquire when she's getting married. As if I control that. Y'all know the pressure. And it's so very loud and annoying. Guess what? The questions came to me from everyone. Every gender, every age, family, family, friends, and then some. Your girl launched a whole podcast, started a business, and is in her third year of doctoral school, but... And the but in the sentence was intentional to negate all previous and current achievements listed because that's how questions of, so do you think y'all will get married? Or why don't y'all just get married? Due to the ambitions of a woman. Limit. (laughs) Can y'all relate? These questions aren't new and my experiences with these questions aren't new. 10 years ago, this question would have brought me deep shame because no matter what I was doing or had been doing at the time in my life, I was failing at achieving the societal norm that is held in such high importance. That feeling that no other accomplishment is more important and you're nothing without it. There must be something wrong with me. That feeling of feeling broken and undesirable. Those feelings had me taking drastic and unhealthy measures to make sure I was moving closer to accomplishing this identity, even at the sacrifice of my happiness. In fact, my first reckoning with my identity after that 10-year relationship was in the first session with my therapist. She asked me, what do I fear the most about this relationship ending and what about it makes me the saddest? I replied, What I feared the most is him marrying someone else that he dated in less time that he was with me. What makes me saddest is that it did not end in marriage. I replied this way, not because I wanted to marry him or not. (laughs) No, it was, was more about how it looked. That after 10 years, I failed to achieve marriage. And what does that say about me? I actually believed I was broken, that I needed repair. Who was I without becoming a wife? And after a decade, what would my chances be now? Striving to become this role dictated who I was and how I showed up in this world, more than me taking the time to discover who I wanted to be for myself. I was so consumed in fulfilling these ideologies because of the social conditioning that had me limiting my belief that anything outside of marriage and mothering was mine to achieve. I was left to pick up the pieces when I shouldn't have ever needed to. So I had to heal and discover what it is I truly wanted. Just sit with myself and figure out who I was, forgive myself, and envision who I was to become. In the space that I'm operating today, the question of when will you get married has less of an effect on me other than mere wondering when that time will come, but not truly too concerned about it. What I felt more during the flooding of that question during a weekend of celebration was more shock at the number of times it was asked. The fact that it came from people who had just met him the variety of generations it came from, and then confirming from my boyfriend that he did not receive that question not once. 
Not once, y'all. I still desire to be a wife and a mother. But when I come into that, it will not be all that I am. My story continues beyond that. And my authentic self is no longer rooted in achieving a societal role or identity. Through healing and self-discovery, I get to craft and shape my identity with my deepest desires, all of which are designed by me and just for me. I show up as my whole self. Whether you are single, a wife, a mother, I challenge us to reflect on what our identities are beyond these roles and not have the limiting belief that these roles are all that we are meant to achieve. I challenge us to reflect on what happens when you dare to dream and seek limitless possibilities. What does that look like for you? Who are you beyond normal societal patriarchal gender roles? Who are you beyond the period at the end of the sentence? Who do you wish to create and show up as in this world? Without the dictations of what the world expects of you, what do you expect of you? I'm here to propose that self-invention is possible, even amongst normative gender constructs. I gathered this quote from the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle's podcast, Archetypes, a Spotify original. On her episode, The Duality of Diva with Mariah Carey, Dr. Mashinka Ferenc Hakopian, a scholar of feminist and media studies, quoted Cher, who famously said, all of us invent ourselves. Some of us just have more imagination than others. My affirmation for you and I is this. You are divine. You are magic. You are capable of evolution. You are the creator of your own identity. Your possibilities are not limited. They are limitless. Let your dreams become visions and your visions reality. You are a visionary jewel. If you listened this far, I thank you for allowing me to share time and space with you. As visionary jewels, we are each curating a vision of ourselves that are masterpieces to behold. I challenge you to start on the path toward healing, where you can return home to yourself, discovering who you are authentically, envisioning your purpose, and leading with passion. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it with others. Be sure to connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Visionary Jewels LLC, on Facebook, Visionary Jewels. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at podcast at VisionaryJewelsLLC.com and let's continue the conversation by joining the Visionary Jewels podcast Facebook group. For more information about the podcast, resources, and events, visit VisionaryJewelsLLC.com. Sign up with your email to be alerted when a new episode is published. Let's not miss a chance to connect as women and let it be beautiful.